When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. It's also like the psychology of like the male gaze. Even straight men desire that validation from men because we've been propagandized our whole life through media and whatever that the men are that validating thing. So you do kind of have this like, am I just seeking what society has taught me makes me successful, like like mm-hmm. a ring or like just being in a relationship with a man? Mm-hmm. Or am I actually seeking their companionship? And nine times out of 10, I'm like, hmm, that ain't the companionship one. Uh, <laughs> I know. And that's, but how amazing you're so incredible for like being self-aware of that. Cause so yeah. many people just like, don't aren't conscious and realize that. And I was actually recently on a trip where I was like around this guy that was very, very attractive. You know, there was like something there like in the past, but we were just friends And I remember hearing him say things that made me realize, oh, this isn't someone that I personally would like want to end up with. Like he would just say things that made me not, it wasn't anything bad. It was just like. That you processed like that. He didn't say that to you. No, no, no. Nothing was said to me. It was just like, I was observing. Right. And I was like, oh, this probably isn't my perfect match based off, you know, the behavior and things that he was saying. I was like, I don't think this is my perfect match. Yet I found myself wanting him to want me the entire time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is so, it was so funny just watching my ego, like really just wanting him to want to have sex with me. Yeah. What what is that? I don't even want to end up with this person. 
listen, it's one thing to be aware. It's another thing to put it into practice. And I think it's like that GI Joe fallacy, you know, where people say knowing is half the battle. And we've actually found through research that that's not actually true. Knowing isn't half the battle. (laughs) So it's one thing to be aware. It's another thing to like check yourself, right. And, and act on it. And I think that's the hard part. And that's where we all get stuck, including me. A hundred percent. My name is Julie Marica. I'm the host of Make Your Damn Bed podcast, and I am joined by a very special guest today. Naz Perez, um, short for Nazareth. And yeah, that's, that's who beautiful. I am. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Do you want to, um, we did get really like, we were just in it from Jump, which was my favorite type of conversation. Um, and I will say, I am taking the science of well-being Coursera class right now, which is going over that GI Joe fallacy. Like as we speak, I just took that today. So this okay, okay. Kinda... that's hilarious because that's where I pulled it from. So you're talking about the online course at Yale? Yes. Yeah, I took that with Lori Santos. I took that course in 2020, and um, that's where I learned that. So that's really what a coinky dink. Amazing. Like currently, like it's open on my desktop. Like there's a tab right now. It's kind of tripping me out. Yeah, you know how everyone was trying to find their own silver lining that year, um, the year that the world changed. Mm -hmm. And that was my, like, I would get so excited to wake up every Saturday morning and take that class. That class is a great idea. Yeah, it is. It is just such a wealth of knowledge and it's like stayed with me forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like basic stuff to me because I am just a psychology nerd and then I'll, I'll keep digging and I'm like, no, that's a really good way to put that. Or that's a really good study yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, this is sticking with me. It's so good. It's the reason that I now get eight hours of sleep, which I never did before. And I didn't realize that I was depriving myself of sleep and how important sleep was. And it absolutely changed my life. And I don't think people talk about sleep enough. I think we just are like, oh yeah, like I had a bad night of sleep or whatever. You just get five or six hours. What I learned in that course is that six hours of sleep is actually sleep deprivation. And I was living off five most nights, most mm-hmm. years. And my entire body, my the, my cognitive brain skills, like my alertness, my memory, every like my weight loss, everything just changed because that was the one thing. So for anyone listening, you have to pick one thing to sort of do in that course is like your thesis or is your final project. And so mine was eight hours of sleep. What's yours? I'm going to do sleep as well. I'm not there oh, yet cool. with the thesis. I'm sure I've still been on like quizzes and like <laughs> questions and stuff. I'm literally like, it's an open tab. I'm taking it currently. It's crazy. Yay! I'm so excited <laughs> for you, Julie. It's, it's so everyone should take it. It's free. So, or it was free when I did it at least. Yeah, it is free. Um, you can like pay to get a certificate at the end if you want fifty bucks or something. Which I totally did because it said Yale on it. Because uh-huh. such- oh, <laughs> I, I thought about it. I definitely would just retake it if I needed to. I'd be like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'm a nerd. I love learning, and especially when it's about my like ways I can outsmart my brain to be just happier as a person mm-hmm. who has like struggled with a lot of heartbreak. I'm like, oh, there mm-hmm. are there's got to be hacks, and there really are. Yeah. There are some. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Smarter people than me have been heartbroken, so it's nice to go out and ask them what's up. But that's why you're here, right? Like, tell me a little bit about your background. Tell me what you're here for. What's up? Yeah. I, like, roll my eyes because I I feel like my life, when it comes to talking about Heartbroken Anonymous, has become such a script. They're like, do you remember when Lady Gaga answered the same answer 
when she was like us for a star is more yes I feel like I laughed at that but now I'm I'm like hypocritically living that out so I'm trying to change what it is but anyways my name's Naz hello real quick Naz I'm sorry if you've ever been like a server or anything you kind of get these like scripts and you realize because everyone kind of needs to know it if you're introducing yourself to a new audience so it is really required but I think that's why people hate small talk so much because we're all just like oh this is so annoying we've done this before but you haven't done it with this person so just look at it that way you're introducing yourself yourself to a new group. Totally. I agree. Right. Hello, everyone. <laughs> no, I love it. Thank you for that, Julie. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, my name's Naz. I am a TV host and TV producer and founder of a support group called Heartbroken Anonymous. Basically, as far as career trajectory goes, I started out um, as a producer. Uh, I My first job was on the Ellen DeGeneres show after college as a PA. And then from there, I went to work at E! True Hollywood Story and Live from the Red Carpet. Um, When I got laid off there, I went to work on ABC's The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, and The Bachelorette. And so I worked there for two and a half years, which was seven seasons. Two of those were spinoffs on Freeform. And then eventually I left working on The Bachelor. I don't know why that line cracks me up, but it's great. <laughs> yes. I uh, I was like, I don't want to travel anymore. Because when you're working on that show, you're never home. And it was amazing. And I, you know, I got to travel and see the world. Um, and I was super young, making a ton of money, work, learning about love and heartbreak, working on the show. But eventually I was like, okay, I majored in broadcast journalism. I want to be a TV host. I wanted to be the next Juliana Rancic, who was a host on E! And uh, that's what I wanted to do. So I left. I left in, I want to say like March of 2017. When I left, I had never had a boyfriend ever. And I had met this guy. We were dating, but it was very, if I wrote a novel, Julie, it would be called Living in the Gray because I didn't really know what we were. Uh Like this was someone who had like a toothbrush at my house, but then like wouldn't text me for two days. So it was like, yes, classic. (laughs) Yes. And I didn't love myself at this point. I was 26. It's end of 2016. And, um, so I was dating this person for six months and it was causing me a lot of anxiety and I was also unemployed. So I got a knock on my door from my neighbor who had lived next to me, who I had only really met twice in passing because I was always traveling on the bachelor And she was crying. She lived with this guy next door and they had been together like 10 plus years. And she was like, I need someone to talk to, like I'm going through a breakup. And so I listened to her story. And afterwards she was telling me that she felt so much better talking to me about it because she couldn't talk to her mom or her sister about the heartbreak. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Like here's this stranger, like telling me their deepest, darkest, real raw emotions, as opposed to like their own support group that they actually have. It's easier sometimes to talk to strangers. That's why therapists work. (laughs) A hundred percent. And she was like, yeah, they're going to tell me to move on or that I'm so much better than this person. And I'm just like, not ready to hear that yet. And so after that interaction, I started to really like the wheels were turning in my head. And I started to think about this concept of how we are more willing to tell strangers how we actually feel as opposed to our own friends and family, because of exactly what you just said, it it just creates this judgment free zone where we just feel free to actually be. Um, I feel like in life, all of us have to be on all the time, you know, like you and I are technically on right now. Like we're always on at work. You're on at your in-laws house. Like we're just always on And so that thought was just really ruminating in my head. A couple months after that, the guy was telling you about sort of 
dumb to me, blindsided me. I don't, I don't know if I want to use the word dumb because he wasn't like technically my boyfriend, but <laughs> it felt like a dump. It was a dump. And I fell into an acute depression. I had never felt heartbreak before in my life in this capacity. I lost my appetite. I was having nightmares at night. I would wake up the next morning. I'd cry because it wasn't in my bed. And it was just also mentally consuming Again, in retrospect, too, I was unemployed. You know, I was like sort of relying on this person for my happiness, but I felt very destitute in this heartbreak. And so from there, I started going to therapy and I was like, whoa, therapy is like $175, like $200 a session. And I didn't know a lot of people that had $800 a month to feel better. And I was like, I was just going to therapy on days. It was like really bad. I wasn't that person that would go every week. Cause I was like, I can't afford to do this. Yeah. And just the way it was feeling, I, the heartbreak even turned physical too. It is. I developed this insane rash. It was called pityriasis rosacea. And I went to a dermatologist for the first time in my life. I, I like don't really go to doctors. Same. <laughs> I know the best. Yeah, we're just typical millennials. Yeah. And I grew up poor. Like, can you walk? You're good. <laughs> yeah. I'm Dominican. So my mom, like if I got in a car accident, she'd throw a tub of Vicks vapor rub at me and she'd call it a day. Um, so I go to this dermatologist and she's like, all right, well, it's either herpes, which we have to test you for, or you're just really stressed out right now. She's like, did anything happen in your life? Cause I got tested. It wasn't herpes. And I was like, holy fuck, this, I got this rash because I'm going through a breakup. I am stressing my body out. I just thought about how shitty it would be to find out you got herpes from somebody that like left you too, to be like, God damn it. Now I'm dealing with herpes and a constant reminder of you. Exactly. That happens. Yeah. So I started doing this research, Julie, and I was like, I just came across all this stuff that states that the same part of your brain that lights up when you're going through physical pain is the same part of your brain that lights up when you're going through emotional pain. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Heartbreak can literally feel like a gut punch to your stomach. This is kind of weird. Why is it that I can go to the doctor if I'm feeling physically ill and get a doctor's note and call into work and say, Hey, this happened to me, or I have this, so I need a couple days off and that's okay. But if you are going through any type of heartbreak, which let me just take a second and tell everyone what heartbreak is, because when we think of the word heartbreak, I think we so often think of a girl in matching pajamas in bed eating a tub of ice cream. No, that's heartful. Yeah. To me. <laughs> if I have taken the time to match my pajamas and buy ice cream, that's a great day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, if you Google the definition of heartbreak, it's actually overwhelming distress. So I really wanted to like break this this just image of, you know, that girl in bed eating ice cream and what we think of when we think of the word heartbreak, overwhelming distress could be anything. It could be racial injustice. It could be losing your job. It could be getting in a fight with your mom, the loss of a dream, um, a pet, literally anything can cause heartbreak. And so for me, I was like, whoa, that's crazy that if you're going through anything that causes heartbreak and you call, you have to wake up the next day and resume life as is. It's not like like what I was just yeah. saying. You don't get a doctor's note for that. Yeah. And your job isn't like, oh yeah, take a couple of days off. You're, you know, you just had a friendship breakup, which by the way is one of the most painful. I mean, I think more people come to Heartbroken Anonymous for friendship breakups than they even do romantic ones. But I digress. 
Real quick too, I think with comparing it to a physical injury, we talk about the injury as being like something exciting and it is like, it's kind of traumatic and you're like, whoa, this fucking sucked or whatever. And like the heartbreak, everyone's like, damn, that was crazy. Let's talk about that part, like the Mm -hmm. actual breakup, but the actual healing process, even in a physical injury or in a mental injury, we'll call it um, Mm -hmm. like a trauma you that the process of healing is so slow Mm. and it's so boring and nobody really does feel like they want to relate to you because it is it's just like okay bud we hear you but like it's six months of this shit we like we get it but we don't get it because we're not like suffering with Mm -hmm. you so it's very hard to relate sorry I didn't want to interrupt but no no (laughs) Julie that's amazing I want more of that that's exactly it right healing is not linear and so I started I was just feeling really like shitty. I was like, I can't really afford therapy. Um, and I started to think about my neighbor and, and just that concept, like I was saying of how we're more willing to tell strangers. And so in my head as a TV producer, right. I was like, just producing in my head constantly, like, wouldn't it be cool if there, if I could open like a heartbreak hotel and in one room, there would be like every Ben, like every ice cream flavor ever. In another room, there'd be a room full of puppies. Another room would have like Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore films playing. And it would just be this place where you could check in. And it was this heartbreak rehab. This is so good. I was like, that would be amazing. And then I was like, what is a realistic version of that? And that's how Heartbroken Anonymous was born. And so- such a good idea. (laughs) I'm obsessed. Go commiserate with other people. Oh, it's so good. All right. Thank you. But essentially it's, but it is that, right? It's like, we should have a hospital for this because you're the, the pain that you feel is insurmountable and equal to, if not worse than some physical pain. And so I started going to Al-Anon and AA meetings and sort of studying their format. And Mm -hmm. I just decided to create a support group for people that are heartbroken. Heartbroken Anonymous isn't a 12-step program like those are. It's because I'm not a therapist. I'm not like licensed in anything. It's simply a place where you can come share and listen to stories of heartbreak to basically remind yourself that you're not alone. And in that, there has been so much, so much science and power that you will learn in the course that you are taking and that I learned too, Mm -hmm. um, that I found out afterwards that became really healing. I don't want to say healing. So in heartbreak, right? I'm not, the ethos of Heartbroken Anonymous isn't essentially to like help you fix your heartbreak. It's really, I tell people I'm like in the relief business and I feel like every human being on earth is here for Yeah, set it down. Right. And I was learning that just being around a stranger can make you feel happier. And so this man named Nick Epley was doing a study on the Chicago transit system and he was he was talking to people before and after their work commute before they got on the subway. And typically when all of us get on a subway, Julie, we look for like a seat by by itself. Oh yeah. It's no eye contact is like a rule. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We think we're like, we think we're like this like high end pop star, you know, like don't look me in the eyes and we think it's going to be more peaceful. And what was so interesting about their findings is that they found that the people that sat next to a stranger and made a genuine connection reported feeling happier at the end of the commute. Um, There was another study done by a woman at MIT, I think, where they put two pieces of chocolate in a room. And if you went in by yourself, Julie, and ate the chocolate um, and then reported how you felt, and then you went in with me and we both ate the chocolate together, you would have recorded that the chocolate actually tasted better in the time you went into the room with me or with another person. Yeah, it was strangers too. It was like, yeah, just like a random person in the room would get yeah. it at the same time and you reported having higher 
like notes because I was like I can imagine it with your friend it tasting better but like even with like the idea that someone else just happens to be eating honestly that one reminded me of like cockroaches even if there's like better stuff that stops them first they'll go and eat together and kind of communicate during dinner and I'm like that humanizes cockroaches a little bit but I oh my god I didn't know that I love the cockroach now that's so that's so sweet I love that wait that's such a fun fact I love animals and nature so thank you for sharing that Basically, we're taking elements of that, right? Where you're around strangers that are going through the same thing. There's no crosstalk allowed. So also sharing is encouraged, but it's not required. So you can just come and listen if you want. But just being there and listening to people's stories, one, makes you feel less alone because we're in an epidemic Mm -hmm. of loneliness that literally nobody Mm -hmm. talks about. And loneliness is really at the root of everything. It's at the root of anxiety, depression, violence, heartbreak. No one talks about the fact that all of us are very lonely or most of us are lonely. I don't want to say all of us a lot of us <laughs> and so hba is basically an anti-lonely lonely club where you can and if you're coming to just listen to you're in a sense doing something for someone else not only is it catharsis by sharing your story and feeling seen or gaining a different perspective but you're doing something for someone else and research shows that feeling like you matter also makes you feel good. Yes. So at the end of the day, you can come to this meeting, remind yourself you're not alone. Because when we're all going through heartbreak, I think we just think the world's happening to us, right? Like It's so isolating. Yeah. And it is because yeah. your situation was very unique and it's really hard. That's why like some lyrics will hit really hard because they're like, Del gets it, you know? Like you're like, she's yeah. been there. And it's really hard to find people to relate to. So I think that's really important, that connection with other people who are like, not only get it, but are there. Like you're like, yeah, you fucking get it like even if it's different it's just nice to be like sometimes worse like it's really nice to be like oh this at least I'm not that guy you know like (laughs) right no it's so true and I love that you brought up music um because one music is just so healing and music really hits different when you are in any space of grief or heartbreak like I remember Mm -hmm. listening one of my favorite songs is um do you believe by Cher I've sang this song my entire life. And I remember when I was going through a a recent heartbreak last April, I was in the shower listening to it. And I was like, oh my God, this is a breakup song. And I was like, because I don't need you anymore. And I was like, wow, this song literally hits different while you're going through heartbreak. But yeah, just like you were saying, it it also just gives you the space to realize like that other people are going through things. And it's a really magical, insane place where you can really just say whatever it is, is on your heart and what you're feeling. And I remember one time a woman came and I did a pop-up in Chicago and I've been sharing this story a lot. I say it because I, I feel like it's very powerful. She was going through a divorce and she came to the Heartbroken Anonymous meeting and she was saying that... Um, you know, no one in my life knows that I'm, that I was even married. You guys are the first people in the world to know that I was married because everyone told me to not marry this person because they were just going to use me for a green card. And it turns out it's true. And now I'm grieving three years later into this and I can't talk to any of my friends and family. Damn, that's heavy. For me, it's like, that's the power of HBA. It's, it's the power of being able to really just be your authentic self and not be apologetic or shameful for it. Because I'm also just so sick of like us shaming ourselves for what we're feeling. Ugh, I got dumped six months ago, or I've been rejected from five job applications. And like, I should have a job by now, or I should be over this. And it's like, we don't need to shame ourselves on, on top of the heartbreak 
heartbreak. Like there's no algorithm yeah. for heartbreak. It's not like, oh, you dated this person nine months. So 12 months and 13 days and three hours from now, you'll be over it. Like it doesn't yeah. work like that. And typically grief too is not like, one, it's not a linear process. You'll be healed as hell one day. And then the next day, everything will be the worst. But I also think mm-hmm. it's like that concept of, one, there is a lot of shame about feeling feelings anyway in our culture, but there's also that like concept of having this resistance for it kind of builds a wall around it so that you start to literally live your life protecting it so that you can't like experience life anymore. So like, I think this kind of Heartbreak Anonymous meetup is such a powerful tool to avoiding that to being like it's not going to build up because I have just set it down even for 20 minutes while I was in that room I was able to just like set it down with people who get it that aren't going to shame me it's so brilliant I'm obsessed oh my god well thanks Julie yeah Yeah, I'm doing virtual meetings which in the pandemic I shifted to virtual and it's incredible because now people from all over the world come I mean one time there was a woman from Mumbai in a meeting and I was like this is amazing that now people from all over the country can connect. Now I'm doing two virtual meetings a month and now I'm back doing in-person meetings here in Los Angeles where I live. Um, And hopefully barring the pandemic and, you know, what's going on with COVID, hopefully I'll be be able to do more pop-ups like in other cities around the country. But, um, but yeah, and I'm doing a meeting on Valentine's day, which I wanted to tell you about and your listeners about, because I know holidays can be really hard for some people Um, so I try and always have a meeting like right before holiday or right on a holiday. And so definitely going to be offering an HBA meeting on Valentine's day. If you're, if you're feeling the loss or heartbreak of anything on that day, I think it could be really hard. Something you touched upon. And the reason why I love heartbreak is because it really breaks you open and it just puts you on the path to love yourself. And it's, and you, there is a requirement to being a member in Heartbroken Anonymous, and that is to have hope. And so hope to me is the faith that good can be derived from painful situations and lead to personal growth. And I think it's important to remember that you can't have one without the other. It's so often where people talk about heartbreak and they're like, how do you get over it? You know, what are five ways to like get through this? And to me, I'm like, make contrast your friend. Like heartbreak is your friend. It It is what without heartbreak, you wouldn't know what love is. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least you got to experience something dope like that hurt you that much because most people don't even get to feel that much love or anything like for feelings. Like some people are just so shut off and Mm -hmm. you feel sad because you feel like you're never going to get that again, but you were open once you'll be open again. Like Mm -hmm. relax, take it easy. Yeah. Also, I did want to ask you some like Valentine's Day questions since that's what we were talking about. Do you have any other suggestions on what we could do on Valentine's Day if we are just in the throes of grief or just like not feeling it this year other than just ignoring it blatantly and going upon your day? Yeah, well, (laughs) I as someone who has been single almost my entire life, I like to take myself out on dates. And I think it's a good day to, I mean, if Valentine's Day is celebrating love, right? And I love love. I personally like don't hate the day. It's like, what would I do on this day? Maybe I'll take myself out to dinner. Maybe I'd go to the museum. Maybe I'd buy myself a bouquet of flowers. You know, I don't think that's sad. I think it's really empowering. I think it's hot. I think it's awesome. Um, If you're someone that likes television and film, which I love because I work for Rotten Tomatoes. And if you're going through a breakup, by the way, I would watch Legally Blonde. I think it's like one of the greatest breakup movies of all time. Uh, Because just to watch Elle 
like come into her own sense of self-worth, you know, after like applying to Harvard just for a guy is just so empowering. And I love the soundtrack to yeah. that film and like Jennifer Coolidge, like obviously need I say more, you know? Um, but there are yeah. also new movies coming out. There's one called, which you might like Julie. Um, it's called, I want you back. It comes out February 11th and it stars Charlie day, Jenny Slate, Gina Rodriguez and Scotty's already. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically Jenny Slate and Charlie Day play these two strangers and they discover that they both got dumped on the same weekend. And so then they divide and then they realize that their exes are with new people and they devise this plan to break up their exes, new relationships, and they'll do anything it takes. (laughs) And the reason why I love this movie and I'm even recommending movies is because sometimes movies and film can be a way to feel seen like in your heartbreak. And after I watched this with a friend, I was like, whoa, like people actually think about that when they're going through a romantic breakup or they've been dumped. Like it's not, it seems far-fetched in the film, but people are like, how can I break this person up? No, I've gone super over the edge in the past. Like college, (laughs) Julie was wild and like wild. It's a different person. And heartbreak does. It makes you crazy. Yeah. But it's like, are we being crazy or are we just like searching for relief? You know, because I remember when I was was coping. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're coping. When I was going through my breakup last year, I remember I would lay in bed and literally Google how to get a Taurus man back. Because I'm like (laughs) obsessed with astrology. And this, and I, and I laugh now because it was, it seems just so crazy now, but in the moment it was so real. It was so serious. And I think in retrospect, I was reading it every night just because it brought me relief, you know? No, I have absolutely been there. Astrology especially is one of those that feels like it's in someone else's hands. So you get a little more like faithful and you're like, this is not mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> truly believe that the universe will like send you the same lessons over and over again until you start like responding to those and they'll come in different forms, which is I think the trickiest part. Like they, they'll present themselves differently and like keep showing up. But if you don't learn what you are on a foundation mm-hmm. level by taking yourself out on dates or figuring out what you want or what movies you like, you will fall into those traps again Mm -hmm. and again by seeking those external sources. So you do kind of have to learn what your boundaries are so you can set them early on and like prevent a lot of that heartbreak, I think. It's so real and it's so true. And you said something, you said, until you figure out what you want. And I just wanted to sort of piggyback on it and say like how important it is to get clear and how I didn't realize how important it was to get clear. Because for me, I grew up with an emotionally unavailable parent. My parents are amazing and they're still together. And so I didn't even realize that I grew up with an emotionally unavailable parent. And so when I came across men that were emotionally unavailable, it was a feeling that felt very familiar to me. Yeah. Trying to rectify the relationships in childhood that like right. made you not feel seen. So you keep seeking out those relationships to see, I do deserve love from this, or I, I can prove to myself. And I think in doing that, you become so obsessed with rectifying it that you forget what you actually want, which is like to be seen. And so you do seek it. Like, so I would date emotionally unavailable people who would love me at their fullest capacity and they would give me everything that they could give. And so it would prove to my logical brain that I was technically loved by these people. I was rectifying it, right? But because they couldn't love me the way that I had boundaries and foundations and that I needed from my side with my own like love languages or my own expectations or what I want from my life. And because I was too scared to push them away by setting those boundaries and expectations, 
it became me sacrificing myself for this proof. Yeah. And I learned yeah. that even when people can prove to you that they love you, that's not necessarily what you're seeking. Like you might think you're seeking that validation, but you have to create that. Yeah. Oh my God. Everything you're saying, like, it's like, yes, 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 yes. So, so true. And I remember hearing someone say like, when you say you miss someone, and again, this is out of the vein of Heartbroken Anonymous, because I just want to state this to make it clear. Yeah. If you're feeling heartbreak right now, fuck everything I said, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that I don't give advice in the meetings. And so I'm just sharing this as yeah. Naz in my personal experience in a separate sort of like category, just to, just to sort of set that boundary for fair. You know, I'm not going to like come and like say all these things if you come to a meeting I'm moderating. But I remember hearing someone say like, when you miss someone, what you really miss is the alignment within yourself. What you really miss is that you were just using that person. And I think that that's a really interesting concept that you were just using that person to be in alignment with yourself, which at our core, all we are is love. Mm -hmm. And I think that I have definitely a hundred percent done that. You know, like I pictured my life with you in it. And if you're not in it, then I can't express my love in the way I want. And it's like, no, no, no. Like that all comes within me, from me, just to me. Because it's one thing to notice your patterns, right? And notice, okay, what is the lesson that the universe is trying to teach me? It's another thing to get clear. Yeah. And that's the part where Tricky. it's so fucking hard. And the part that I have been working on, because I realized too, you know, with these guys that are sort of muddy, like for example, that person that I told you that led me to start yeah. Broken Anonymous, like, eh, are we together? Are we not together? Uh-huh. I wasn't clear on what I want. So I was giving them muddiness back like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I like you too. Or like, duh, duh, duh. Instead of just saying, hey, I want a serious relationship. Like, (laughs) that is what I want. And so until I am clear on that, I'm just going to keep getting muddiness back because all I keep putting out into the universe is this muddiness and this unclarity. Damn. Yeah, it becomes self-fulfilling. It really does. And I think it is, yeah, that's the thing that I think is so tricky and why you can't give that advice to anybody because that's the part that is so specific is figuring out what you want. And you can't until you get to that place. And I think heartbreak does give you that like leverage there quicker. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, with mm-hmm. heartbreak, since it is so isolating, uh, you do like seek advice and you just want out sometimes. It's nice to set it down with someone else. But it's also nice to recognize that you have all of those capacities within you and you might actually have those relationships already with other people, like more platonic relationships or whatever. You might actually already have all of the love that you're seeking so that when you do find a new relationship that is like a partner, it can be someone who does enhance your life. Like you're like excited to go hang out with them and like it's not dramatic. And if there is drama, they handle it like a fucking grown up and you're not like performing. I you you were saying at the very beginning, like you always have to be on with a partner you don't want to be on. You want to be able to slouch because mm-hmm. you want to live with them. You want to spend the rest of your life and you're not going to be on at home. That sucks. Like I want to be gross mm-hmm. and like who I am <laughs> authentically mm-hmm. with someone who accepts that and enhances yeah. that and like makes that experience yeah. more. Yeah. Literally we need to hang out because everything you're saying is just so my language and it's so true and you you just say it so perfectly, but it's true. I it's- feel the same way about you, Nez. <laughs> Oh, thanks. It's it's really just a matter of getting clear and sticking to it and like owning yourself and loving yourself in a way that's unapologetic. The performing thing is so real. Sometimes I even feel that way at work because, you know, I, I'm a host on camera and sometimes I have to remind myself, like, I don't need to sit in the chair and pretend to be Naz. 
I just need to be Naz. But it's really hard to just be you. And why? And I, I'm so fascinated by that in general because I'm like, why is it so hard to be me? That's fucking weird. Like I should just be able to just be me. But for some reason, when we sit down, whether it's across from a potential lover, whether it's a job interview or anything, we just mm-hmm. we just feel like we have to be on. Which is why, and another reason I think why I subconsciously wanted to create necessity as a mother of all invention, which is why I made heartbroken anonymous because I was so sick of like walking around, yeah, just not knowing how everyone actually felt. You know, like we all, you're in the subway, you're in New York and you're sitting around all these people. And it's like, so many of us are feeling the same way deep down. Why can't we just admit it? And why can't that be okay? Yeah, it is annoying to pretend it's not. I think it's funny. You're like, I don't know why I can't be aligned all the time. Like, because that is alignment, right? You're describing like, can I be myself, my truest me, Naz and her element, feeling good, feeling great, living all the time. And that's nirvana. I think that's like reaching enlightenment. And I don't think it's really as feet like there are people who practice Buddhism for their entire lives that never reach that enlightenment. So I think being able to drop an ego is a very heavy expectation. But I think recognizing it when you're in your head, and when you can separate yourself and not become your ego is really, really powerful. And I think you're on the way to it. And you're closer than you give yourself credit for. But I think it's one of those things. It's like it's to be expected. Yeah. It's catching it mm-hmm. and knowing and what, that's why I love mornings. I'm a morning person because the morning stops that momentum of thought. It stops that analysis paralysis where if you're like ruminating over, and we do this a lot in heartbreak, but sometimes we just do it randomly with anxiety or depression or whatever it is. And what I love about the morning is like, it stops. And yeah. so just remember that when you wake up in the morning, you are at your highest vibration. Those thoughts are going to come in like you just perfectly stated, Julie. But it's a matter of like knowing that you can you can go back there if you want to and you can control it. But like you said, way easier said than done. And then I just remembered because you're just spitting out so much gold right now that there was something else that I wanted to say. And it was when you were saying a couple minutes ago about how we already have those examples of love in our life, whether it's platonically and all that stuff. And I'm like, yes, that is so true. And I think that is such a golden ticket of advice that we should just really talk about more. Everyone should talk about it more where it's like, I have love in my life. I have amazing friends. And that feeling of like when a friend's about to come over and I just bought all these like dope ass snacks from Trader (laughs) Joe's and like, we're going to watch a funny movie and take an edible, like that feeling, like that is essentially the feeling that I think, or before previously I was like, oh, that's what I need a relationship to feel. And it's not. It's what you already have. The secret to getting that, you know, oh, so scrumptious, delicious love that you want is actually feeling it already right now in your life, knowing it's coming and not anticipating the lack thereof, which is just basic law of attraction. And I think we don't talk about how you have to feel it and just have faith. It's basic science for enjoyment of life. Like it's the more present you are in the happy moments, the more that you will like feel those happy moments and you will feel and you will notice more of them happening. Oh, it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think those platonic relationships where you're seeking outward, but you already have them, that's what you're seeking in your relationships, but you become performative. So you kind of implode that on its own anyway. And then you get mad when you don't have it or you blame the other person. Like you weren't Mm -hmm. supposed to break up with me because then now I can't have this feeling anymore. It's bullshit. Society taught us that we needed a relationship. I know it was sad because we grew up with 
fucking the 90s Disney animated <laughs> renaissance, real. you know? And like, I love it more than any other person in the world. I am like diehard, like Aladdin, like Jungle Book, Pocahontas fan. But, but it's problems. Yeah. I mean, we, as millennials, <laughs> like we really grew up with such an idealized version of how our lives were supposed to be. And then we all grew up and we were like, fuck, yeah. we did not think we were going to be like this. Yeah. <laughs> and so now we have to unlearn everything. But what's exciting is that the resources are there. The podcasts are there. The support groups are there. And it's just a, a matter if you're willing to play in the matrix. It's you know, true. Are you going to be a player? Are you going to be like free guy? Or are you just going to be like a background character? You know? Yeah. Take, take control. You do have more control to make, make this a good life if you want and just be willing to stand up and take breaks when you need to take a nap, reset whenever you need to, but it's a long game. It's a marathon, not a race. Just have as much fun as you can while you're here. But anyway, I've had the best time talking with you. I don't want to keep up your whole day. No, me too. Julie, thank you so much for having me and letting me spread the word um, about HBA. It means a lot. Can I tell people where to find it? Just going to ask you, yeah, is there is there anywhere I can find more information? We're just so in sync. I think if we, if this, it's a good thing we weren't in person because we'd be talking all over each other. At least this way, it's recorded two separate audio, so I can definitely separate them and make it sound like we don't interrupt. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's more fun and natural that way. And I yeah. think you're such a beautiful person and soul. And I, it's so exciting when you like immediately connect with someone. So thank you for having me. And for anyone listening, going through any type of heartbreak, no matter what age, gender, sexuality, like type of heartbreak you're in, um, Heartbroken Anonymous is for you. And you can go to heartbrokenanonymous.com. Um, sign up for our newsletter at the top of the website and you'll get notified whenever a virtual meeting signs up. And if you're in LA, um, whenever an in-person meeting signs up and we will be having both of those on Valentine's day. So come join us. Beautiful. Heartbroken, right? Yeah. Heartbrokenanonymous.com. Very cool. This was the best. Yeah. Your energy is lovely. I had the best time. Bye. Yay. Bye Julie. Thanks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.